0: Yeah!
1: Hey onesies, it's Josh Williams here and welcome to the one man podcast episode number 69 (laughs) for Wednesday, September 5th, 2018. Welcome back, everybody. Lots of stuff to talk about this week. I have no idea how long it's going to take me to get through it. So buckle up for what could be a long episode. But then again, every time I think I'm gonna have a short episode, it's a long one. So maybe my thoughts of this being a long one will actually be a short one. Eh? Don't most guys think they got a long one when they got a short one? Uh... (laughs) So, uh, I, uh, I saw some movies this last week. I went to, uh, an Ottawa Red Blacks game. Uh, I, I hung out with Michaela. I enjoyed some wines. My allergies are in full effect. Uh, and I also hosted a show at, uh, Absolute Comedy. Didn't even know I was going to be doing. Uh, not to mention, uh, you know, more planning for the Los Angeles trip at the end of October. So without further ado, I will tell you guys all about it. Last week, right after the episode. And again, because Red and I recorded it, uh, earlier in the day, I was finished, uh, well early. So we had an opportunity to, you know, I got to plan something out fun for the day on Tuesday. And, uh, what I ended up doing was, um, my mother was getting together with me and, uh, and Jason and Noreen were actually leaving for their trip to Bermuda. So I think we ended up doing like a big, uh, sort of dinner here at the house. We had some New York strip loins there and we had, uh, what else? Just nothing, nothing super spectacular with fucking corn on the cob. Delicious. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, I made, I made a bunch of veggies that I totally forgot to start, you know, so the food was coming out before, you know, the veggies were even steamed. So that was all for naught. We had some nice sliced baguettes. Anyways, it was a great meal. And then we sat around and we played some, uh, some board games afterwards. So it was just a a very cool night. Again, usually on podcast day, I gotta be honest with you guys that the more I have ready in advance, I, I love to get the podcast out of the way on Tuesdays, which is when I'm recording right now, of course. Um. On Tuesdays, they tend to be. If I don't have a lot of the stuff done, I drag ass on Tuesdays, getting stuff ready for the podcast. Right, I got to read the uh, the Uncle John's article. Usually, have to finish up uh, whatever book I'm reading for DK, you know, so that I have that ready for the podcast. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I daydream a lot on Tuesdays. I'll start to, to get the work done. I'll start reading, and then you know, oh, I got to do this. Oh, maybe I should do that. Sometimes I got a couple last little uh, promo pics to send out, so I tend to just drag my ass. But last Tuesday having, you know, having to have it ready because, uh, you know, Red was in town and she had to leave, uh, made it, uh, made it a great day. And I think I'm going to start trying. Cause again, today, all I had to do was read the, read a couple of the, the books there. I mean, like people say that, I mean, I'm saying that like, it's no big deal. I just had to read a couple books. I didn't have to read, uh, a couple books. I had to find an article in one book and I had to finish the book that I'd already started. But regardless, uh, it's, it's tough to get yourself going sometimes, you know, when, uh, when everything else is much more appetizing. And I'll tell you about today a little bit later on in the show. But last week we did uh, we did do the dinner, we did the games, and then uh, I woke up super early to drive Jason and Noreen to the airport. So they've been gone all week. So it's just been me, Simon, and Kamar at the house. Josh, how many roommates do you have? I have, uh, I have three roommates. There's four of us here in this house, this wacky, topsy-turvy place. But uh, I took them super early in the morning uh, to the airport. And I tried to... I came home and I tried to... Uh, think, I think I think I tried to Uber. I was so exhausted though because we were up late the night before, and then uh, I took them to the airport at like five o'clock in the morning. So I was like, "Oh, I'll try to Uber," but I was so exhausted and I was on uh, allergy medication. Like I said, my allergies are in full effect right now. I was just like, "Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be able to stay awake, and I shouldn't be putting other people's lives in my hands when I uh, when I'm falling asleep behind the wheel," you know. So, um, I don't know about you guys, man. My seasonal allergies are shit. There's ragweed. And I think my doctor or the allergist that I had a while back was like, you know, um, ragweed only exists, you know, basically from, you know, the West side of Ontario till uh, till just before the Maritimes. And I'm like, oh, great. So basically anywhere where there's, you know, comedy industry or entertainment industry in Canada, if I feel like becoming a fisherman or moving out to the prairies, then then I won't have allergy issues. So that's basically what they told me. Um, you know, maybe if I want to move to Vancouver and see what I can do there, but But every year now, oops, like clockwork, I get brutal seasonal allergies and to the point where like every single night I wake up feeling like my throat is itchy. It's basically the feeling of like getting sick. So my eyes are watering. I have horrible sinus headaches. My throat is itchy. My ear canals are itchy. And, uh, and I got to just keep doping myself up with Benadryl and, uh, and, and high milligramage worth of it. So it's kind of like, oh, I can go out and I can be horribly uncomfortable and try to drive or I can take allergy medication and, um, and fall asleep behind the wheel. So what I've started doing is right before bed, I'll take a pill. You usually get about five, six hours of sleep. Pills are good for supposed to be about eight. So I'm good to wake up in the morning, do my Ubering as the pills are slowly starting to wear off and the symptoms just start to come back. So it usually buys me that time that I need to, you know, a sleep comfortably and be just be coming off of it on the back end where I'm driving. So Nothing anything, nothing super exciting, but I think I've mentioned these allergies, and it's going to stay with me until like the end of September, so it's just it's just fucking brutal. Anyways, moving on. I'm still battling with them, but I'm doing okay. I'm rubbing my eyes a lot. Not, uh, My eyes are like red all the time, even on the drugs, so... I just look awful, is what I'm trying to say. So, I... Uh, on Wednesday uh, <laughs> evening, I'm trying to remember, because again, I think I came home and I slept after trying to Uber. Uh, I, I definitely...
0: Sometimes on Wednesdays, excuse me,
1: I'm recording late by the way, too. It's, uh, you know, seven after seven o'clock. So the day is catching up with me. <laughs> what day, Josh, the day where you fucked around and did very little. Yeah, that one doing nothing can, can put you to sleep too, right? Working really hard will exhaust you. And sometimes just standing around doing nothing or sitting around doing nothing or laying around doing nothing will fucking knock you out too. But, uh, I digress last Wednesday, I, uh, gave a shout to my buddy Pete there and I asked him, uh, you know, Hey many, let's, uh, let's go up. Let's, uh, let's figure out when we're going to the gym next. And, uh, and we, we, we figured that out, but that at the same time, we're like, Hey, you want to go out and grab a bite? And he's like, sure. And we ended up being, uh, fat fucks, uh, Peter, myself and uh, our friend Stuart, we ended up going to uh, rib sanity at St. Louis <laughs> wings or whatever the fuck it's called. St. Louis grill. and so while the call was originally to be like, Hey man, we should hit the gym up this week. I haven't gone in a little while. It turned into, Hey, let's go have some fucking ribs. And, uh, and that we did all you can eat ribs at that, uh, as a matter of fact. So, um, I would be lying if I said, well, I was gonna say we didn't go crazy. Um, I don't know if that's true. I, I mean, I didn't go insane. I wasn't like, all right, I had six racks of ribs. I think I had two and a half racks of ribs all said and done, which is a lot of ribs, I'm aware. So I didn't, again, I didn't go crazy. I've definitely been able to put away more than that, but I certainly did not make a healthy decision that evening. Um, so I'm owning it. I didn't have to fucking tell you guys that, but I'm telling you, I just sat there and ate like, oh, geez, Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking about like the animals that had to die for me to sit there. And they had uh, different sauces, and one of them I just, I just wasn't a fond of. So ended up, well, luckily Peter and Stuart made short work of the ones I didn't like, but it just feels bad. Eh? If you order wings, it's something I think of. I think of weird shit sometimes, but imagine like you order wings, you know, and you like just let half of them go bad and you throw them away. Let's say they throw away like six wings. Maybe sometimes people get like a big thing of, of wings and they have a few left over, just throw them away. That's like three birds that lived, you know, I'm sure the other parts of the chicken were used to, but you ever just think about that? Like the chicken walk around the wings and then they end up getting, you know killed. The wings are going here to be part of the chicken wings platter and stuff. And it's just like, <laughs> lop those off needlessly because they just went in the garbage. You know, like how many chickens have died needlessly? Or just sometimes people buy a big thing of chicken from Costco and let it go bad. And you're like, Oh fuck. Just imagine that animals that died. Anyways, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox here or anything like that. It's just uh, it's one of those things I think of whenever I, I waste, especially meat. That's the thing, right? Like you waste plants salad or whatever a lot of people throw up produce right it's like ah it sort of sucks but that tree's still out there making more right but then when you waste meat it, it feels I don't know at least for me I'm like oh that really sucks something mm-hmm. something lost its fucking belly or its leg or its head or whatever for that anyways blah 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 I won't get into that shit um, I just hate wasting that's all I'm saying Um, after that we uh, we decided we were gonna go see a movie and what did we go see we went to go see the Meg Short for Megalodon. That is uh, this summer's sort of, you know, shark week movie. Uh, Jason Statham. So you know it's going to be action and you know it's going to have no plot. Uh, and that's what Jason Statham brings to the table. So we went to go see that, guys. I would definitely say uh, you it's certainly very, very missable in the theaters. It's a lot of ch- cheesy lines and stuff like that. Um... I, uh, I I don't know if you guys are really interested in this but this is something I saw a while back on uh, on Facebook it was a video about how uh, Hollywood movies um, will incorporate China into things because China um, only allows like I'm gonna throw it around number but I I believe it's somewhere in the vicinity of this I don't think it's exactly this but China only allows like 25 uh, international movies into their country a year kind of thing just to you know get more more eyes on on uh, you know uh, Chinese productions and things like that. But um, what the Hollywood movies are starting to do now is they're putting in like famous Chinese actors into them or Chinese content into the movies. So that China will use that movie, but will select, sorry, that, that movie as one of the ones that they allow in. So in this thing that I watched uh, in particular, there was like the, the movie, um, the Martian in the movie, the Martian, they used um, Benedict Wong and, when they were trying to save the the you know main character Steve Wozniak or whatever I think his name was, uh, Matt Damon played him obviously, but uh, in that movie um, China was also assisting uh, the shuttle to to help get the guy back. I don't know that it really added much to the story, but the reason that they did that was because of China's involvement in the story of the film that that made them want to bring that movie over and and you know let it be played in in China. Now you might might be going, well, why would that be such a big deal to have your movie played in China? Well, think of the fucking population, right? Trying to make money for your movie. You want that movie in that market, you know, giving all those people buying tickets for it. So, um, you know, they were, they were talking about a few other ones. World of Warcraft, I think was a movie or just Warcraft, whatever the hell they called it. Um, that was a movie that used some prominent, uh, Japanese actors in it. Um, again, as a reason to get things out, you could probably Google a list of, of the movies in the last few years that have been, uh, you know, in the Chinese market, um, just to see, you know, like you'll, you'll notice the thing that basically use a very prominent Asian actor in it. And that helps it be selected to, to be one of the movies played in China. But the, regardless, this movie, the Meg took place in uh, China uh, or just off the coast of China. Um, and one of the main characters was a very prominent Chinese actress. Um, her English is not good, but I, I can't shit on her. Her English is better than my Mandarin or Cantonese. So, but you could tell this was one of those movies where they're like, oh, they definitely use the whole, hey, it's happening just outside of China and the main actress is China, or sorry, Chinese, to to get into that market. That's all I'm saying. That's why I brought that up, that very lengthy story. But if you're ever watching a movie going like, why does this matter? This, this just seems sort of out of place and forced. That's why they're trying to get into China as a market to, to show their film. So, um, this movie wasn't listed as one, but just seeing how everything that they did, like nothing was specifically based in China for any reason uh, at all. And, and the main character or whatever, again, it's like all North Americans shy of this one woman that was in there. Um, and, and again, it's, you, you know, this movie could have taken place off the coast of anything, but you know, you can see they're trying to trying to get in that market. All right, all right. Moving, moving on, moving forward. Um, decent movie. I would definitely say, check it out if it's on netflix or something but uh there's no rush obviously i didn't even rush to see it and and i love to go see movies um so pass that one off uh as something that can can wait till netflix um it it is stupid cheesy lines like really stupid really long scenes of of jason statham and this woman like you know longing for each other and and silly little like oh it's like all the worst things about 80s action movies um but anyways, it's still worth a watch. There is so not enough shark in that movie though. I will say that like for a movie that's supposed to be all about like shark attacks and stuff. It's a lot of talking, a lot of time spent like trying to make the science behind everything work. And it doesn't need to, it's, it's not, it's really not very plausible. The things that happen anyways, Um, you know, it's some in some moments they're like they barely move underwater in the next minutes they're, they're doing like acrobatic stuff so you're kind of like well look does this thing move stupid or does it move crazy acrobatic like what what is it like you know anyways whatever it's a fucking shark movie josh what do you want all right sorry um but yeah that's what i did on uh on wednesday night thursday went to the gym with peter after ubering of course so did make it out to the gym and um not making it there as much as I'd like to. And I'm not even doing the elliptical at home as much as I'd like to. Um, I I gotta be honest though. I I was just trying to figure out, uh, why I'm like, why am I not doing stuff as much? And I gotta tell you, it's, it's the allergy medication. I am drowsy all the time. I find myself sleeping a lot in the afternoon. And I was earlier today trying to go like, why am I not doing it? It wasn't until I, and then I popped the pill and I was like, oh yeah, that. So, um, I'm getting a lot done. I am getting a lot done. Um, just for the record, but uh, in terms of like the, the meal prep and the getting to the gym, I'm actually sleeping a lot of my day away. So, um, I gotta get, I gotta get back on track with that. I can try to find some sort of balance, but the f- I find when I work out actually that, uh, that the meds wear off faster too, cause it's flying through my blood and it's getting filtered out quicker. So, um, yeah. We're going to get back on track with the gym stuff. The numbers the scale are still very slowly coming down. They're not going up, which is a good thing. But uh, this week has definitely been, uh, you know, and I know you're going to roll your eyes when I say it, but I have not been overly healthy this week. I've, I've had, you know, some breakfast sandwiches. I've, I've had, uh, I had pizza with Michaela. I'll tell you guys about that later on. Nothing, you know, the day, not necessarily more, but let me tell you about this pizza situation. Right. Um, so yeah. Not proud of myself this week, but, uh, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a walking zombie. So I'm all my energy is going into the work stuff that I'm doing. Um, and, uh, and like I said, that's real good, uh, real good social, social time this week. So Meg, big thumbs down for me, <laughs> but watch if you like shark shit, it's entertaining enough. Um, went to the gym with Peter. Uh, I did, uh, mostly arm stuff that day. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit later on about, well, I may as well bring it up now. Sometimes I got my little notes here at talking points. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place guys. Again, I, I'm sort of a little loopy with all of this, uh, medication that I'm on. Um, I, I, I've said this before and I, and I'll say it again. I'm really concerned about my form at the gym. Like I want to start using the machines, but I'm concerned that when I'm, you know, uh, I, I, after I did my arms this week, my elbow really hurt. Uh, my right elbow really, really hurt. Just straight, straight, uh, straightening. I was going to say stretching, straightening my arm. Um, And I was worried that I'd messed up the joint a little bit. And even though I'd, I'd only done, you know, the, the, the form exactly how the little machine graphics show you. But the thing about the machine graphics is like the dude with perfect posture and, you know, he's, he's, you know, it's a start position. It's a finish position. It's not necessarily, you know, how you get there. One of the things that, that Kyle, my old trainer was, was helping me with is he was, he would show you how to like, how to move things around and he would put things into perspective, just sort of how, how you're supposed to do them. Um, and that's the thing with, with working out. I've said this before is that, you know, you change up what you're doing in terms of if you, it, the difference between doing something the proper way and the wrong way is, is, you know, working the muscle or putting stress on your joints. You know what I mean? And it may be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm working this and it feels fine and my joints don't hurt. So I'm, I'm doing it right now. Nah, not necessarily. And secondly, you can do an exercise exercise doesn't hurt your joints, but because of the form, right? Like if you're lifting your arms up too high or or bringing them down too low, you know, if you're doing a press and you're pressing it too high up, you're working a different, you know, different muscle, you know? If you don't have your shoulders back, well, now your back's taking the pressure, you know, your back muscles doing it. So it, it, again, one of those things that helped out with a trainer where I could tell them when I was doing it, like, you know, he goes, are you feeling it here? And if I said no, then they would try to make the adjustment and and help for it where a machine doesn't do that. And especially free weights don't do that. You pick them up and you lift them up and you go, Oh, I'm working out. You know, I've had a lot of trainers and people who work at the gym who say that, you know, they just, they walk around and they, when they first started, they used to try to correct people, but they're like, there's so many people doing things wrong you know, and you don't want to be rude and, and try to say, Hey, you know, you're, you're doing that. Can I, can I tell you how to do this right? Or whatever. They just say, they just let it go. People come in, you know, they sign waivers because a lot of people do shit the wrong way at the gym and, and, and up hurting themselves. So I got to tell you, I'm, I'm one of the th- reasons, you know, I'll go to the gym and I'll just do cardio and I'll do a few machines that I kind of already know. But I'd like to be doing a lot more and I'd like to be doing more with free weights because I actually have free weights at home, which means that, you know, if I can't get my ass to the gym, I can, I can do some of the stuff here at the house, but I I gotta be honest, I'm, I'm worried about doing shit wrong. So I gotta, I gotta watch YouTube videos, but again, watching a YouTube video, like you see how that dude's doing it and you think you're doing it the same way. I gotta be honest with you guys. I think that's a real, that's a real, um, a real, not crutch, but uh, a real issue I have. Uh, with a lot of things like I feel like if something's difficult or if I'm capable of doing it wrong I'm intimidated to try You know just because I don't want to fuck things up not really worried about looking stupid or anything like that But just generally speaking like like I said with something like this Like i'd be fine if like I try it you fuck up no big deal I feel like you know what if I try this and I fuck up I could really do damage to my body That's you know, my body's already struggling with a lot of shit so But at the same time not doing it right, you know not, not getting any healthier by not, not exercising and stuff. Ah, it's a real catch 22. I got books on it. If anybody has any suggestions, you know, I, I am open to hear them, but if any of you guys too are going through the same thing where like, you know, you know, you may have tried some shit out and learned, like I, I try to help guys out too, but I mean, I know that when you're doing arm and chest up, the idea is that you're supposed to have your shoulders back, you know, chest out and that's the right form. You know, you can feel basically like your shoulders locking in and then some things, you know, you're trying to. You know, if you're doing pull exercises, you know, that are chest or arms, you're supposed to be trying to, you know, touch your shoulder blades together at the end, you know, and it's easy when you're doing a pull to be using your biceps and not necessarily using your back muscles, you know? So if you're trying to do something that works on your back is trying to be doing as much of it with your back as possible and not your arms, just using your arms to lock. Anyways, yak, yak, yak point I'm I'm getting at is, is, uh, I think I would be more, Confident and more inclined to go to the gym if I knew what I was doing. And I knew that if I do this, I'm working that. And if I do this, I'm working that. And I knew how to target certain areas. Like, anyways, that's just, just so you guys know, like it's, that is part of, of it. It's a, a part of a lot of things too. Like, I mean, I may as well own it while I'm on the subject is in terms of comedy and stuff. I, uh, I, 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 been meaning to start a mailing list for a very long time. And of course you onesies, I would love to have you guys on it when I finally do get it done. Um, so I'm just going to make a note here. Um, I, uh, I need a mailing list, you know, so that I can start doing shows in other areas. I was talking with, uh, with a listener this week, Cam, who was saying, you know, Hey man, if you want to come to London, like, uh, you know, what can I do to help and stuff? And you know, that's, that's the thing is, is if I had a mailing list, every time I meet people in different areas, I could put them on the mailing list. And, you know, um, not to spam anybody, but the idea is if I'm coming to your town, I want to be able to select everyone from a certain market and go, hey, I'm coming to town on this date. We're going to be at this venue, uh, you know, pick up tickets here, whatever. That's that's what I need to do is, is start building mailing lists. I'm 10 years into the game and there's a lot of comics that don't have that um, a mailing list, but I need to get on that. But again, it seems complicated. I don't quite know how it works. And to be honest with you guys, I'm, I'm feeling... I I get intimidated learning new things. I really do. Uh, One of the reasons that I quit working at the mobile shop, right? As I was saying, like every day, they're trying to teach me a new system, a new software, you know, new promotions and things like that. And I'm like, I just, I don't feel like I can absorb as much as I used to. Um, Maybe it's because I have too much on my plate. Maybe because I'm just stressed out and my brain doesn't work. I'm getting older, whatever it is. But just even the concept of learning new shit now, uh, definitely, definitely adds pressure to me and makes me not you know, basically makes me want to steer clear of it because I don't feel in my head at times that it's pressing for me to learn these things that I'm like, "Eh, I can wait, you know, I don't need to do this right now. I don't need to learn how to do a mailing list right now. I can wait. There's another thing that I need to do is I need to get a hold of, um, I think it's called sound exchange or whatever, but there's, um, a company that you get a hold of for all the stuff that, that that's yours. that's played on like, you know, Sirius XM and, and radio and stuff like that. And I know other comics who, signed up for it and basically claimed their material that was on there and they end up getting like royalty checks from every time their material is played and stuff like that. So, um, I know some things that when you sign up for them with Sirius XM that you sign it and now it belongs to them and you don't get paid anything for it. Um, but again, that's one of those things I don't quite understand how it works and it's never really seen pressing. And the idea is that as soon as I sign up for it, but I guess everything that has been played of mine will, you know, I'll get royalties for whatever it could end up being a nice little payday. Who knows? Um, I, I have not heard myself on any of the satellite radio comedy channels. However, I've had other people who say that I was on there and they heard me, you know, and they, they list you and everything like that, but effectively all the little bits of royalties, you know, if they don't know how to get you or get you paid, it just goes into a, a, a vault until you basically go, you know, claim it. So that's something else I need to do. Um, there's all sorts of things comedy wise, right? You guys, you guys have been listening for long enough. You know, that. uh you know, that the comedy stuff has definitely taken a backseat to everything else, but that's where I'm at now. I need to learn about, you know, uh, how to do the gym stuff myself, weights and, and machines. I need to, I need to learn that and I need to, you know, create mainly less, I need to get hold of Sirius XM. I need, or, or all the different satellite radio, you know, content stuff. Um, I need to learn a lot of different stuff. I need to get better at social media, you know? But anyway, sorry, I, I apologize. Went down a bit of a different road there, just trying to, to own some of my shit. But I think maybe what I'll have to do is just decide like, you know, this week, just learn how to do this thing. You know, the, I think the personal, you know, the, the, the gym stuff and the form and all that can take a little longer. I do have books on it, even like using your own body weights resistance, but I want to make sure that, you know, I read it properly. I learn it. I can, I can implement it whatever. This is the same shit everyone else does. And I, and I'm so sorry for going on so long, probably not that fascinating, but if anyone else can relate to that again, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear, do you guys have any strategies? Anybody else out there at an age where you feel like, you know, maybe trying to, you know, you can't teach an old dog, new tricks. I don't feel like I'm, I'm fully there yet, but I definitely have to want something, you know, and I definitely have to feel like there's time. I, I do want to learn all of these things, but I'm, I, I, my fucking brain pushes me away from it, you know, just, just because I don't feel like I can, uh, a lot of times I don't feel like I can do it, you know, or it's going to take me a long time or, or what have you to, to learn it. Or, you know, some part of me even thinks that I might not get it, you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm worried about, you know, trying to undertake it and then just, just not getting it, you know, I want to win the lottery and I want to hire nerds and other people to do it for me. Right. Trainers who, who learned it and just say, now do this, where are you feeling it? All right moving on. So, uh, I did a tasting last week too. And I got to tell you, this is the first time I have done a tasting for a product that I really don't like. I've done two of them this week for this, uh, this product, same, same company that I work for all the time. Just hate the product. It's, it's gross. Um, won't shit on the product because again, I do love the company and they may be a partner later on in the podcast. Um, but it's just, uh, not a big fan. And the store that they had me doing it in this week, uh, was very, very quiet too. So yeah, nothing, uh, nothing exciting for that. But let's just say I spent eight hours, eight hours this week standing around hidden in a store. And even if someone did find me, I wasn't particularly, you know, it was very hard for me to like, be like, Hey, what do you think? It's pretty good. Eh? Cause I don't, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm trying not to be a disingenuous person. So you know, being a, being a sales guy, being a promotion monkey for something that I think is gross is, is kind of hard. I don't like to be dishonest. So (laughs) I've even looked at some of the people and been like, when they try it and their their face sort of crinkles up and go, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really like it either. It's hard for me to, hard for me to, you know, get excited with you. Can't do it. Can't do it. I wouldn't buy it. I can't make you have a good day, man. (laughs) So uh, on Thursday after the tasting, I went, uh, with, uh, with my roommate, Simon, old simple Simon. And we went to go see, uh, searching. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. It's a new movie with John Cho just came out this week. Um, I, I saw a trailer for it on RottenTomatoes.com uh, rotten while I was searching up the score for the Meg. And I saw that it had like high nineties percentage and rotten tomatoes. I like them. I've mentioned before because they, they basically give a movie a percentage score out of both, like they'll have a a critic score and an audience score. And you get to look at those two separately and see what audiences thought of a movie and what critics thought of a movie. Sometimes critics like it and audiences don't and vice versa. But then the main score of the movie is uh, an average between those two. It's an amalgamation between the two. So um, I have found in my years of going to movies that that the most reputable source for whether a movie is good or not seems to be that Rotten Tomato score. So Searching was getting a very high score and uh, I watched a trailer in this movie with John Cho. If you don't know who John Cho is, John Cho is the MILF guy from American Pie. He's also Sulu in the Star Trek movies and Harold uh, of the Harold and Kumar franchise. He's also been in a bunch of other stuff too, but those are the ones he's uh, he's best known for. And this is a, a movie about his daughter goes missing, and the movie is done um, in the style like I basically say it's like it's like uh, Unfriended meets uh taken the daughter is not necessarily taken or whatever you know and it's not like he's an action fucking star beating the shit out of people scene after scene but what i mean is the daughter's missing he's trying to find her he is using a very particular set of searching skills um but the movie is done almost like the entire thing is like you're looking at a screen of a a computer um if you saw unfriended it was basically a bunch of friends chatting on on uh Skype, and then occasionally messaging each other on Facebook, but the whole movie takes place again, like what you're seeing on the monitor of a, of a computer screen. So interesting format. So, um, I definitely liked it. Lots of twists. Um, a few things I saw coming only cause I have a, uh, a very good memory. I have an eidetic memory, which is what people refer to as a photographic memory. So when something happened, it wasn't as big of a shock for me because I remembered it earlier in the movie. Um, but, uh, but still a great movie, great twists, uh, great scenes, really, really well acted. John Cho did a great job, very serious role for him for a guy who usually does like comedy and has done some action and stuff like that. He, uh, he did, did very, very good in that movie. Um, definitely. I, I would recommend it. Um, I heard, uh, that my brother saw it this week and he was like, eh, but, uh, I, I really, I got to say in terms of just, you know, what I've seen lately, it's, uh, it was definitely one of the the better ones. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's um you know, it's not, doesn't feel too, too long. Doesn't feel too short either. Um, it's satisfying. I don't really, I, I, sometimes you'll see a movie where it's done really well, but there's a couple holes and you're like, ah, but why would they do that? And you know, and it doesn't, and they don't make it overly complicated. You know, the motives and things like that. They're not, they're not uh, unrealistic, you know? Um, sometimes it's like, you know, they tie it together and it's such a complex plot and you go, no, this, this one here, like, yeah, it was, it was. Yeah, it was, it was a good movie. Searching is what it's called. Searching with John Cho. Um, I, I would certainly, you know, give that one a thumbs up and say, check it out. Maybe you don't necessarily have to go to the theaters because it's not a bunch of action, but, uh, I had a great time going, uh, with Simon. Um, Friday, I went to a Red Blacks game. Uh, my first one ever, my good friend and listener of the podcast, Sean took me, uh, he has season tickets. So, um, and, uh, a good friend of mine, colleague, Jeff McKay standup comic is the, uh, I guess the field host of the red blacks game. So he basically, you know, whenever there's like games and, and stoppages of play and stuff like that, he's the host in the field, you know, Hey guys, we're down here in the field and we're playing this game or that game. So I reached out to Jeff earlier in the week and was like, Hey man, I'm coming to the game this week. Any, uh, any way I can, you know, get down in the field and play one of those games or whatever. And he's like, yeah, let me ask. And uh, turns out, night of the show, night of the game, um, I was going to be doing, uh, I guess, like a dice rolling game to win some uh, casino voucher or whatever. So, uh, super, super fun. I went downtown to uh, to meet my uh, my friend Sean. He had to park several blocks away because of the fact that uh, you know the game is is got you know what it was. I I this is the number I think I think it's correct, but I I don't know somewhere between 24,000 people are able to sit at the, you know, in the theater, at the, the theater, the stadium, and it was sold out that night. So, um, we showed up a couple hours early as uh, instructed by my friend, Sean parked, uh, parked a few blocks away, actually got a pretty, pretty decent, uh, parking spot. And, um, we went to this place called house of Targ. Um, I'd never been there before. It's a very popular sort of pinball retro gaming sort of place. Um, not too far from TD place, which is where the uh, Ottawa red blacks play, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty dead in there as a matter of fact, now, obviously everyone was going to the game and I, and probably a place that, that picks up, you know, more on the weekends and, and late night, but it was, uh, interesting enough. I'll give them a little plug house of Targ. You know, they've got lots of, lots of pinball games and lots of old retro games. I played Tetris on a quarter for like 15 minutes, uh, which is not bad. Not bad to not fuck up on Tetris for 15 minutes is pretty decent, especially when it's like one of those old arcade ones that's designed to, to amp up the gameplay particularly quick, right. To bleed the money out of you. So I'm, I'm particularly pleased with that. Um, they also have this weird sort of gimmick that they're, because house of targets must be kind of like this metal spot, you know what I mean? Like heavy metal. And they, uh, they had uh, a stage performance sort of area. In the middle. There's no no one actually performing at that time, but the stage area. So you could tell that they do like, I guess, live music sometimes and and whatnot. But um they have this ordering system, I guess, like, because they have they do like pierogies and some small f- you know, foods and, and finger foods there. Um when your order's ready, though, the guy gets on the mic and he's like, your pierogies <laughs> are ready. Like I couldn't do a very good job because I don't have a metal voice and it really sounded distorted when I did that, but it was like, yeah, Sean, your pierogies are ready. Like, basically any kind of heavy metal thing that you've ever heard. I, I, I'm i also not a heavy metal fan, so it's hard for me to even replicate the shit, but every time I hear them, I go, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, kill your puppies for Satan. La, 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 la. stop your parents when they're not looking. This is your house too. Don't come in my room, mom. Don't come in my room, mom. Fuck you, fuck you. Like That's... That's what
1: that heavy metal sounds like to me. It's heavy metal sounds like angry fat kids, you know,
0: giving their parents shit. I thought you not to come in my room, mom. Don't take my fucking CDs, mom. I fucking hate you, mom. Fuck you, dad. <laughs> Wouldn't really have accommodated nicely with some I me mean, just
1: angrily smashing on a fucking guitar. But uh, but that's that's that that heavy metal voice, and they do that at House of Tar. But, yeah, Sean,
0: your are ready.
1: So. I'm sorry if that was right in your ears too, by the way, but, uh, that was scared the shit out of me standing at the fucking Tetris.
0: I'm you broke it already. Blah, blah. So,
1: so if you're into weird shit like that, um, how's is for you, but I digress. We left, uh, house Targ, walked down to the game around seven o'clock and, um, I reached out to Jeff. He's like, yeah, man, let's meet at the front. Some couple was getting married there or had gotten married there earlier in the day. They, they met at a red blacks game. They, they had their first date there. Uh, and then they got married earlier in the day. And then, uh, the, I guess the first thing they were doing on the field while everyone was sitting down was, uh, the bride was throwing a football, like a bouquet of flowers to her bridesmaids. And so they all come down in the field and this and that, it was, it was pretty fucking stupid. Um, (laughs) not my, it's not my relationship, so I can't really say what's, you know, what's cool and what's not. But the idea that they were, uh, the the idea that they were like, we got, we we came here for the first thing. We should get married here. You know, I don't know. It was, I thought it was kind of cheesy, but whatever. Fuck it. If it works for them and there's they're big red blacks fans, then, you know, they got married. They're good for them. The, the one woman who caught the football, you know, to be the next, to be married or whatever. Uh, she was fucking losing her shit, She jumping around, doing sort of like a giddy up fucking skipping around the field when she won, really making a spectacle of herself. Uh, but I digress. So my friends, uh, went to, uh, to their seats. I had my ticket on me and then I waited for Jeff to come get me after he was done that and, uh, went down to the field. So we went through this sort of, you know, little back way and Jeff brought me down into the field and, uh, and it was pretty cool. I got to say, like, he's like, I'm not sure quite when we're going to be on, but it's going to be sometime in the first quarter. We're going to do the, uh, the roll the dice thing, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, we, we basically were sitting on the sidelines. So like I was right with the, the cheerleaders and the, the, the producers and things like that. And Jeff and I were just standing on the field on the sidelines, uh, for the entire first quarter. Um, which was really cool. I basically, I, I was laughing with my friend later on saying like, there's no justice. I'm not a big football, uh, fan, especially not CFL, um, not a big football fan. And it's my first game and I get the absolute best spot to watch the game in the house is basically standing on the field, watching it. Um, so it was fun. A little bit of a humble brag there, but, uh, that was cool. And we were supposed to do the thing at the end of the first quarter, but what happened was, um, when they went down the throw to us, um, the, the mic wasn't working because I guess they were playing Montreal and, uh, the Montreal people had hijacked all of the, uh, all of the channels in the RF. So we had to wait till we were able to get a, a channel into the second period. But that was or sorry, period quarter, uh, into the second quarter. Cause it was, uh, I don't know, man, it was a busy night. Everybody like, this place was sold out. It was so cool to, to, like I said, to be standing there, um, on the sidelines when they finally did the, the, the game. I, uh, you, you don't get a lot of time to talk. I think I had like five seconds. So I basically was just saying, you know, I'm super excited. Blow my dice section. You, What they do is they roll these two big dice down the, uh, down the aisles where the fans are when they land on the field. If you get a seven or 11, you get a $50 gift certificate. And if you get uh what is it? Well, anything else, you get 25 bucks. So I, I'm, I'm not a lucky guy. You know, I, my luck was, was used up by being able to go out in the field and, and have some fun with my, uh, with my buddy. So, um, I got the $25 certificate. I think I got a six instead of a seven, huh? Story of my life. Just one short, you know, a day late and a dollar short, they call it. But, uh, I, as soon as that game was over, my phone started blowing up with, I guess, I I had a ton of friends who were at the game. I didn't realize so many of my friends were, uh, were into football. So my phone starts going crazy. I'm getting calls. Uh, my good friend, Jimmy was there. Uh, so he called me, um, a bunch of other people, uh, bookers that I work with, and and friends, and other comics and stuff like that. Like it was, uh, it was really cool to, uh, it was really cool to to find out how many people are actually in the game. Uh, Rick Curry, great great stand up comic, uh, very good friend of mine. We're doing a show uh, in, the, in the fall together. Rick was there and, and messaged me so. I got a, I got a, a cheap laugh off the fact, you know, that, you know, I won a $25 gift certificate. And Jeff looks at me, he's like, so Josh, you want 25 bucks. How do you feel? And I just looked in the camera and I'm like, ladies. And then wiggled my eyebrows, <laughs> but it got a huge laugh. Um, a huge laugh. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, that's a, uh, that's my biggest audience. One joke, one joke for 24,000, but, uh. But it got a big laugh, so I think I might know what it was like to perform (laughs) off of, uh, you know, perform in front of a a big, you know, stadium crowd. I basically I'm Kevin Hart. No, I'm joking. Um, But I I know what it feels like to to perform with, uh, you know, the the two sides just in the fucking bowl. It was uh, it was fun. I had a good time with that. So it was nice to to bump into my friends. Um, I'm trying to think if anything really exciting happened. Um, you know, the game with the, the, red blacks lost, I finally made it back to my seats again, as I was walking back towards them, I was bumping into people I knew and and people, you know, Hey Josh, it was nice again nice to see people, but I don't like like super, it was super crowded, obviously it's sold out, super crowded. Um, I, I don't give a shit about the, the, the teams or whatever. Um. So I, I just had fun hanging out with my, my friends. Um, and they were shit faced by the time I got back to my seats. So they were, they were fucking having a great time screaming and yelling and everything like that. Um, and to the point where there was a guy, another guy who's equally drunk in the row behind us, uh, giving them shit for mouthing off, you know, just like, Hey guys, watch the game. You know, I just watched the game and I, I look back and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry if we're, you know, we're not trying to ruin your night. And I apologize for that. He goes, well, just fuck you. You know, you're annoying. And I go, okay, well, I just tried to apologize to you and you insulted me. So, all right, well, that's, that's, that's enough of me trying to make you happy. I go, well, you guys go ahead, go ahead. Keep screaming and yelling. Fuck this guy. You know, it's so easy, especially when you've been drinking. I had a few drinks, uh, especially when you've been drinking to, to like, to let go of your pride, you know that's again that's something I've I've worked on this year. The old me would have been like, "Hey, fuck you," and just mouth off back. And what does that do? What good happens from all that stuff? Nothing, right? Just the world stays more angry, people, more strangers picking fights with other strangers, making enemies instead of friends, right? That's not that's not the contribution I want to make. So I go I go the high road. I go, look, man, I, I'm sorry if we're you know we're not trying to ruin your night. We're just having fun. I apologize if we're well, fuck you. You guys are annoying. Fuck you. Like okay, like. Just, if I could, just, I'm going to throw it out there, guys. If that ever happens, if if you get in an altercation with somebody and they apologize, don't be a fucking piece of shit. All right. Understand that, you know, they're having fun. People are drinking, you know, and if somebody, yeah, people do get annoying sometimes when they drink. They do. But if they have the presence of mind to apologize about it, don't be a piece of shit. Just let it go. And hopefully there's a, there's a happy medium of compromise there that, that can be found. Anyways. Moving on. Um I think uh after the game I went back to my car. Sean and his uh his friend, uh, his friend who had not been drinking, of course, um, went to his car and uh we were sort of headed the same way and it was so funny. Um I gave them a quick call at one point just to say, Hey, thanks again for the game, had a great time, hope you guys are doing okay. And uh and he's like, Yeah, we're good oh one sec. Oh fuck, we're getting pulled over. <laughs> So they actually got pulled over by the cops, um, because someone matching my friend, Sean's description had started a fight somewhere on bank street. So he actually got pulled over. He got arrested, uh, detained for a while. Uh, and then eventually once they found out that it wasn't him, uh, they let him go. I just thought that was fucking hysterical. I'm so glad I didn't carpool with them. That would have delayed my evening. <laughs> um, but when I got home, um, something, uh, Simon and I have been talking about doing for a long time. We, uh, we went out to, uh, El Camino. It's a taco place. Um. Yeah, tacos. I was like, nachos, tacos, tacos. Taco place on Elgin. There's another one on the market apparently, but uh, this place, Simon was saying, they've got a bunch of different kinds of tacos. They do fish tacos. They do, uh, you know, they did one called Pig's Head. And I was like, that sounds disgusting. And I was really apprehensive, but the server was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Well, actually they all were, but she was like, oh no, the Pig's pig's Head is the most popular. She's like, it's my absolute favorite. And I go, but I don't want to eat fucking pig. Head and brains and ears, and they're like, no, no, no. It's, it's like the face and the cheek and the jowls. I'm like, okay, just stop. And she goes, it's all meat, and I go, fine, just bring it. I don't, I don't. If it's the most popular, I'll, I'll have one of those. I got a fish taco and I got a beef taco, and they were great. I got to say, for the size, for the size of them, they're about seven bucks each. I got to say, probably wouldn't go there because um, they're t- they're tiny. They're tiny tacos, right? Like the kind you get when you. You know, they're not, uh, they're smaller than Taco Bell. So Taco Bell, you know, two bucks, a buck and a half versus $7. Wouldn't do it Too a little, a little too expensive, but, but very good. And the pig's head was absolutely delicious. Uh, very, it was like, basically it just tasted like pulled pork, sort of with a little bit more salt to it. Um, delicious, delicious, disgusting name, delicious. Uh, El Camino, they had a lot of different kinds of tacos and things like that, um, uh, I, I certainly recommend it. If you have money to burn, the food was delicious. I just find the price point to be a little high for what you're getting. So, uh, did that with Simon. That was also a lot of fun. Um, and then Saturday, oh my God, I got to hang out with Michaela and that was a lot of fun. Um, we just, uh, we're two goofballs. We, uh, we went and did some, uh, some running around, uh, picked her up a, a little card game for her birthday, uh didn't get a chance to see her on her birthday last month. So I uh, picked up a little card game. They didn't have it the first place we went. So we ended up, you know, having to drive out to, uh, to Bar Haven, but found her a fun little card game called unstable unicorns. You know, she's 11. She likes unicorns. It's a fun little thing that we could play. So nabbed that for her. We came back and we just played some VR. She loves the the PlayStation VR and some of the games and stuff. And, you know, we played, uh, played a couple other little ones that she liked, but uh, I had a great day with her. I had a great day with her. Um, you know, can't tell you how much fun. Um, I also, when she left, uh, we played, uh, sorry, I played a game called unraveled. It's, um, don't know if you guys are, um, video game people, you know, and I, you know what? I thought this episode was gonna be a lot more exciting than it is, but I, I, I'm so sorry for the energy again. It's coming from the, the sedatives. I just feel weak and tired, not yawning as much, but it's just like, just this cerebral energy thing. I just feel like I'm fucking Struggling to keep my eyes open. Um, but I digress. Uh, Unraveled, it's a side scrolling game, it's uh, a puzzle, sort of a puzzle game. Um, if, uh, if you guys don't know what a side scroller is, and again, some of you might not give a shit at all about video games, but for my friends that do unraveled is a side scroller game, uh, where you play like a little yarn sort of figurine. And so you're, you're running around, just picture a fucking ball of yarn that has legs and and a head and arms, whatever. And the idea is that you're, you're running and your yarn is unfurling and you sort of will come across these little puzzles where you'll sort of have to tie your, your yarn to one thing or another and, and sort of, use it to solve little puzzles. And of course, you know, you keep going to a point where your yarn starts to run out and you have to find these little little resupply areas to wrap yourself up in more yarn to yarn to keep going so if you get to a place where you can see the yarn but you run out of yarn before you can get to it then you know that you've got to kind of go follow your line back and see where you you use too much yarn or wasted yarn where you shouldn't have there's you know you'll basically know that there's a puzzle that you can solve using less yarn than you did um that's just sort of the theme of it you get used to it quick but it's uh it's a cool game i i also noticed that uh, while we're playing it that there is a sequel that has just recently come out for it um but yeah unravelled very fun game check out some youtube videos uh if you like but i i love those little um puzzle games where you can sort of see you know uh oh my used game has sold how about that what what the fuck sorry guys well here let's let's see what my ADD is so i got an email saying how badly do you want to Kaido it? josh no luck with this offer but we have a solution check out similar options We picked for you. Try making a higher offer. This person never got back to me. I have ADD. Yes, I fucking do. Your board game, Bliss Inc. gift card is ready. Yay. Gift cards are fun, aren't they? I got a $12 gift card. Treat yourself or send it to someone else. Yay. Um, I think somebody bought my stuff. Your used game, something, something, Seven Wonders Anniversary is sold. As such, I've just issued you a gift card for 80% of the value of your set price. Yay. All right. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so I like the puzzle games. I feel like those help keep my brain young or at least fit. <laughs> it's not learning a new thing, but it's just continuously doing, you know, just solving little puzzles. keeps me Keeps me ready to look at things differently, you know, whatever. What kind of games do you guys like? You know, do you guys play games? What do you do to keep your brain young? Talk to me. Cause if you don't talk to me. It's going to be me melting off into the fucking mic for the longest time. Right. I haven't even had any funny references this week. Usually I'll make myself laugh at least once or twice. Not this week guys. I do apologize. This is not going to be one of the stronger po- thought thought with everything that I had done. Saw, saw some movies, right. Went to a game, hung out with the little one. Thought, uh, certainly thought I'd have more to talk about. I'm so sorry. You know, we're still almost an hour in, but I'm just not excited. I watched, um, uh, I'll make this quick. There was a great show on HBO called Carnival. Um, really good story. In my opinion, it lasted two seasons. Uh, you can see it. If you have the uh, crave TV um, package, you can know crave TV is a streaming service. Um, I believe that some of the, you know, more prominent HBO streaming packages will still have that, but, but crave has a lot of the older, HBO shows available on it. Um, Simon and I watched an episode, uh, the first episode of, of Carnival. Um, Great show. Great show. One of my favorite shows I've ever watched. Um, It was early 2000s. And uh, unfortunately, HBO kept moving that show around. They moved it different days, different time slots. And it was, it was really hard for people to find, uh, you know, to, to find it. And so it didn't get viewership. And because it's a period piece set in like the 1930s, Um, it cost a lot of money, you know, that apparently every episode was several million. And of course it wasn't friends, you know, or Seinfeld. So it, it couldn't, you know, couldn't afford to be paying that. And at the same time, they couldn't even get the viewership. Like people liked it, but they couldn't, they couldn't get to the show to, to see it. So anywho, um, they, they canceled it after two seasons and the show, if it had ended five minutes earlier, at the end of the this, the last the season finale of the second season, if that episode had ended five minutes earlier, you could have actually lived with the outcome and been like, okay, I guess the story could could be contained there. But the last five minutes, unfortunately, they're like, and cliffhanger, 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 cliffhanger. You're like, fuck. I'm never gonna see what that is. But um it, it's a great show. It was really, really well done. It was well acted, um, had, uh, had Clancy Brown in it, who, uh, you know, maybe didn't, wouldn't know who he is by name, but he, uh, he played one of the guards in the Shawshank Redemption, the, like the evil guard, not the Warren warden. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry. I get frustrated myself when I, when I keep fucking up words over and over again, these goddamn antihistamines. Um, He played the evil guard in Shawshank Redemption. He was also in a show called Earth 2. He's been in a ton of things. He's a big voice actor too, but uh, very recognizable. He's in it. Uh, Nick Stahl, who played John Connor in uh, Terminator Rise of the Machines. Uh, He's also been in some other stuff, uh, a lot less popular. A movie called Bully. A movie called uh, Disturbing Behavior, I believe, with Katie Holmes. Anyways, good show. If you guys have the the Crave TV service or if you have an HBO service that will allow you to see Carnival, I cannot recommend it enough. It's a story good versus evil, light versus dark. Um, uh, What else? Um, It's got lots of twists. It's one of those ones where you don't like... you, you can be half of the way into the first season. It's interesting, but there's still so many questions that it starts to open up. And then the second season starts to, to answer some of these questions and make sense of a lot of different things. But, um, it was an outstanding show. Cannot say enough good things about Carnival. Um, check it out. If you, if you did see it, um, Please tell me what you thought if you didn't, if you, you know, are, are going to watch it and, and you start watching it, please let me know what you think of it. Um, but Simon and I started watching it. And I'm going to watch it again with him. When Crystal and I first started dating, it's how old it is. I'd already seen it and gone through it before Crystal and I even started dating like a decade ago. Um, but her and I watched it. She loved it. Um. So I would strongly uh, strongly suggest Carnival, HBO show, two seasons. Um, it's on Crave TV and uh, probably on HBO's, you know, if you're in the States, um, probably an HBO streaming service would, would have it somewhere. Um, we watched that. I watched the roast of Bruce Willis. Beh, it was another roast. Not Really nothing to write home about. I don't know if you guys love the roasts, but... Sometimes there's some good jokes. I would say this though. Um, my buddy, Jesse Joyce, sorry, I was turned away from the Um, my buddy, Jesse Joyce comic from uh, originally New York now lives in Los Angeles. Um, good buddy of mine. He is a writer for the comedy central roasts. He was uh, the guy who opened for Greg Giraldo, uh, years ago. They were very close friends. Uh, when Greg was on the roasts and writing for the roasts, he brought Jesse along to write with him. When Greg uh, passed, Jesse stayed on. Um, Jesse has since written for uh, Seth MacFarlane at the Oscars as well, because Seth MacFarlane hosted some of the roasts, uh, like Jesse, brought Jesse along. So if you follow or like uh, Jesse Joyce, J-E-S-S-E-J-O-Y-C-E, Jesse Joyce, um, you will actually see him, uh, he live tweets and and live posts on Facebook. So you can follow Jesse uh, or like his page, and you will actually see um, jokes that they had written for the roasts that didn't make the cut. So you actually get more laughs and things like that while, uh, while the roasts are on too. So just an added little piece of, uh, of trivia for you guys and, uh, some extra laughs, hopefully. Um, on Sunday, I bought a fridge, little mini fridge for my, um, my basement. Um, I, uh, I got a lot of stuff, right. I got my sponsors at Summersby, uh, some, S- sum- yeah, Summersby. Um, I've got, uh, you know, my wine collection, like I said, is growing. So I need uh, a place where I can safely stow away some, uh, some beverages for them to get cold. They do not have room in my room for a fridge. So I got myself a nice little fridge at Best Buy with a lock and key. So I don't have to worry about the, you know, the drunks getting into it. You know, everyone's very respectful in this house until they drink. And then when they drink, you know, your food and your stuff is up for grabs, you know, and everyone's always, you know, going to replace it. But you you know uh, you never know if that's gonna happen or not. Uh, I've had I've had times where I walk downstairs and Jason has thrown something into the oven and he'll be like, oh hey, was this yours? And I'll be like, you know, I remember one time specifically like he had thrown a a frozen pizza in the oven. And He goes, hey, was this was this yours by any chance? And I go, does it fucking matter? You've already opened it and put it in the oven. Luckily, I go, no, it's not mine. But I just love that that's the policy. Like not not, hey, is this yours? Do you mind if I. It's just, nope, it's all, I'm already cooking it. I mean, I'm eating it no matter what. I just, you know, so that kind of shit. Um, so I bought a fridge, lock and key, put it in the basement, got a lot of the the product that I have in my room. Oh, yeah, because that's the issue I have right now. I have all this booze in my room and nowhere to chill it. So I've got, now now my booze will always be cold, right? If I had one thing that was helping me drink less, well, that, that issue has been resolved. The booze will always be cold and ready to go. Um but yeah, I ended up going to, uh, Eastside Mario's with my, uh, my friend Dave and my mom on Sunday night, another all you can eat thing. Luckily they were closing like in 15 minutes when we got there. So, um, you know, just time, time in and of itself prevented us from eating too much, but, uh, I could feel it right now. My throat's starting to get itchy again. The, the meds are wearing off. Um, yeah, I went to Eastside Mario's, uh, when I came home on, uh, on Sunday night, played some, uh, just some simple games with my buddy Dave and my mom it was nice to visit with both of them. And, uh, I think that was pretty much it for anything kind of, of, of entertaining at all. On Monday was the, um, was labor day. So I actually didn't get up and drive. There was no point. Most of Ottawa is government employees and they are off labor day. So I slept in. I spent probably two hours on my phone watching YouTube videos and all sorts of stuff that is not of any importance at all. Um, wasting my life on my phone, did a little bit of podcast prep. And then I reached out to, uh, my colleagues in Los Angeles and I don't have a ton of stuff to report as of yet, but I do have a lot of promising leads. So when I go to Los Angeles, a lot of opportunities to, uh, to sit down with some people and do some podcasts. Um, I'm going to have to start at the end of the month. Um, maybe playing around with, uh, Playing around with packing because I know Mike and I are planning on bringing just two pieces of carry-on. We're we're not really planning on bringing a ton of luggage. It saves money that way, of course. But at the same time, I don't want to be. I don't want anything to get lost on flight. I want to make sure that I that I get off the plane with what I have. But the podcast equipment, especially for multiple uh, people recording, that that takes up space. So, um, yeah. I'm going to have to play around with that. I'm looking forward to the trip. I I've spoken with some colleagues. Um, I've gotten some really good leads. Nothing is concrete yet. Nothing is in stone. So I'm going to, again, I'm trying not to jinx anything, but it's looking good that I might be able to, uh, you know, get up at some, some decent places, you know, tell a couple minutes of jokes. So, um, really looking forward to that, really looking forward to that. And I will tell you guys more when I know more. Um, so yeah, um I'm going to see a bunch of shows regardless. I'm going to record some podcasts. So it's going to be a fun trip. I can't wait. I'm I'm getting really excited about it. Um but when I know more, I'll tell you guys more. As it stands right now, it looks uh very promising for some really cool uh, exciting news in the near future. Um I already know that I'm going to be seeing my friend uh, Lamont Ferguson. Um I'm going to be seeing my buddy Andy Hendrickson. I will be seeing Brian Scalero. Um, awesome, awesome, great dudes. So I, I can't wait. Um, I'll see them when I'm there. And at the end of the month uh, here in Ottawa, Lamont Ferguson is hosting an absolute comedy and I'm the feature act. So, um, I get to hang out with my buddy for a week here. And then in a few weeks, I get to see him again in Los Angeles. It's gonna be so much fun. I, I cannot fucking wait. Um, and then last night, last thing I'll tell you for the week guys is, um, I, uh, you know, getting more excited about this LA trip, I've been lighting a fire under myself to write more material and uh, I decided I was going to go to uh, Absolute Comedy last night for the Open Mic Monday show. Uh, Kamar, my roommate, great uh, great comic, uh, was featuring. And I said, fuck it, I'll, I'll pop in, see if maybe I can do a guest spot. Well, when I showed up, uh turns out that the host for the week was not able to make it last minute. Um, and so they asked me if I'd host. So... There, there it was an impromptu trip to absolute comedy ended up being me hosting the show. Um, I had a great time. I got to try out some new jokes. Uh, I got to have fun with the crowd. I probably got another couple of podcast subscribers from it. So, um, good time all around, uh, had a blast. Kamara did a great job, uh, closing the show down, and, uh, and that was it. So, so, you know, being a, being a comic again. Right? I mean, I talked at the beginning of the show. I need to learn some more stuff to to be an even better comic, be a more organized, more professional comic. But at least I'm getting my ass out of the house and um, and doing some shows. So that was that. And then today was, like I said, just a long day, but podcast press. So how about that? 59 and a half minutes just talking about the last week. Um, so I, I hope I fuck I hope this was, you know, entertaining. I had I had a fun week. Let's put it this way. I had so much fun this week that I thought the podcast was gonna be more fun when I was telling it all, but um these fucking antihistamines and stuff like that. They're, they're crushed me. I do have a couple talking points though, that I want to say, um, I, uh, I'm just looking at my notes here. One thing I'll tell you guys, how about this? One thing I want to tell you is that, uh, Cineplex has a promo going on right now. So I don't know if it's Canada wide or, or I don't know if Cineplex is everywhere in Canada. I think it is, but, uh, Cineplex.com on right up until September 6th, which is Thursday. So you guys are listening to this hopefully on uh, Wednesday. So you have Wednesday and Thursday to make use of this promotion. Uh, the tickets are half the scene points to purchase. So normally it'd be a thousand points for a, a, a scene, you know, or, or a thousand points for a movie or 1200 if it's 3d or like. 1400. If it's, you know, AVX 3d, blah, blah, blah. Well right now until September 6th, um, tickets are half price. So I went and bought tickets to, uh, the movie, the nun, which is from the conjuring series, scary movie, but that crazy bitch ass Nun from the conjuring too. Um, so I have got that. I think she shows up very briefly or a little cameo of her from the Annabelle creation movie too. could be wrong, but all I know is, uh, Cineplex has half price, uh, promo, right now. So, you know, thousand points. will get you two tickets to go see a show on Wednesday or Thursday. So make use of that guys. Little, uh, little tip from me to you. Um, I also saw some, uh, I watched some stuff this week that was not in theaters. Um, I watched, uh, I started it last week and, um, and I finished it this week and I, I gotta tell you the, the start of this movie was nowhere near the way the last, you know, thirty percent of it was. So I watched a movie called Bone Tomahawk. It was uh Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson also in the conjuring movies. He also played a dude in um he's been in a lot of stuff. He's been in a lot of stuff. He plays Ed Warren in the conjuring movies. He played, I don't even know, the owly looking dude from uh Jesus Christ, The Watchman. That's what it's called. Um but he was in the insidious movies as well. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff. You recognize him as soon as you see him. But, uh, I, he was in something else I watched this week too. And I can't fucking remember what it was, but anyways, um, there's a few other people that no one really like, Oh, Matthew Fox is also in it, but it's a movie about like, you know, old West and, uh, somebody's wife gets kidnapped and from by savages and they got to go find him. And this movie is pretty graphic the violence, the shooting and stuff like that. At first, you're like, "Oh fuck, this is pretty yeah, it's pretty rough life back in the day," and then it gets gory, like like I don't want to say unacceptably gory, but it, like ups, for me, upsettingly gory. I don't like gore. I've, I've talked about it before on the podcast. Um, if you like, I mean, it was it was a fun watch. It was interesting, but it's fucking it's violent and it's upsettingly gory for me the uh, you'll, you'll know exactly a point where, where let's put it this way. It's a movie that someone gets kidnapped. They're trying to find them, you know, eventually they're going to end up at the place where the people are. So the five minutes after they end up at the place where the people are incredibly upsetting. Um, there are those movies that upset me. Like I, I've talked about it before, but movies like uh hostile. Um, I don't know if I'd mentioned this one, but there's a movie called um, I think the green inferno is what it's called. Um, it was an Eli Roth movie also like Hostel, um, where, you know, they, they go to these, this places, this, this plane crashes and they get taken in by the local natives and it, it's just, and then they start, you know, they end up being cannibals. So you can imagine what, you know, what a scene of cannibals preparing their meal would, would be like, um, I watched the green Inferno, I, I, the first, as soon as they got there, I, you know, th- as soon as they got to the, the cannibals, Um, I had to turn it off. It was way too upsetting, way too graphic. Um, I don't like, like I said before, I don't like seeing people get tortured. Um, even though I know it's fake, that's the only thing that can make me like move on with my life. I, I, I don't like seeing people get tortured. I don't like seeing anything get tortured. Um, I think I said like recent, recent podcast, I don't like waking up and seeing in my news feed, like someone posts something of someone abusing an animal or whatever. I'm like, Oh, this person. Like share this so let so people are aware and that don't let this happen. You're not spreading awareness, you're just upsetting people. There's nothing I can fucking do about it. The dog's already been beaten, the, the cat's already been, you know, beaten. Like thanks for ruining my fucking day with this stuff, you know? Post a petition or something. Don't post a video where I gotta watch something get the shit kicked out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't like seeing anything being abused, right? People, animals, tortured, pain for no fucking reason. Um, I, I don't know. Sorry guys. Now I'm real, I'm getting real itchy in the ears and the throat. All right, let's move this fucking thing along. So bone tomahawk saw it. It upset me. Um, and it, it ended quick. i give it a thumbs up. Cause it's really interesting for a long part of the movie. Uh, keeps you, keeps you engaged. It's really like tense. Um, but I find it kind of goes off with a whimper at the end. Like there's certain things like, like I was talking earlier about movies with the plots, plots and whole or sorry, holes in the plots, um, this is one where there's a pretty big question that went unanswered because it was such an issue throughout the whole course of the movie. And then all of a sudden it just, it's just never addressed. Um, didn't like it, but, but, but interesting nonetheless. Um, and finally, uh, there's a new show on Netflix that I noticed it's called paradise PD, um, goofy, stupid cartoon humor, um, that I will say. It is most of the cast from the show Brickleberry, which I also found stupid humor, but I absolutely loved. It's hysterical. It's like, it's like what Family Guy and the Simpsons used to be, except pushes it a step further. So like the humor, like Family Guy tries to make gay jokes and tries to make, you know, tries to be edgy, but it does it in such a pathetic, hacky way where you're like, you see the joke coming and it's really not that great. Um, I found that in Brickleberry, they, they, they did edgy jokes, but they were funny. They weren't hacky, you know, still, still really edgy and really offensive, you know, to, to some maybe. But the idea is like, like, here's the thing is like, if you do, you do a rape joke, just because you say rape doesn't mean it's a joke. And when people don't laugh, you go, oh, they, they don't like rape jokes. You know, no, it's just a shitty rape joke. It's not funny. You know, not to say that rape is funny. Jesus Christ. I'm I'm sure someone might jump down. Well, you know what? Hey, i do anything for an email at this point. Go rape. No, um, <laughs> Contact at onemanpodcast.com, by the way, right? I'd just love to hear from you guys. You guys want to talk about anything? Send me an email. You know it. You know, I love it. Um, The point is, is just because the subject is edgy doesn't mean that the joke didn't get a laugh because it wasn't funny. It means that the joke wasn't fucking funny, you know? So, um, but this show, Paradise PD is a lot. You can tell it's the exact same animation company that did Brickleberry. It is exactly, uh, the, the two or three characters are exactly the same identical, I'm so sorry, this is driving me fucking, I just want to scratch my brain out with a Q-tip right now, it's so itchy in my ears. Um, but the idea is the uh, the cast is the same for the voices, you can tell the dynamics are the same, so instead of them being park rangers with a talking bear, they're police officers with a talking dog. And uh, they even have some of the exact, exact characters you know the exact same drawing and everything characters from brickleberry so for those of you that watched brickleberry loved brickleberry went shit it sucks that they only had three seasons they are back in paradise pd form um so it's not the same rangers but it's the same characters voices it may as well be the same characters um from brickleberry so that's a cool show that is out there all right without uh Without further ado, guys, let's get into the uh, sponsors this week. Guys, my partner's at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Um, I don't know why I picked this uh, article this week. Um, I think the subject of, of uh, Jesus, I think I've heard a lot of sort of misogynistic jokes and stuff like that, but women. women are still taking a shit, kicking, you know, being made fun of and whatnot. I mean, we all are, we all are, but, but ladies, uh. We, I mean, people are still treating ladies like they don't have any business, um, you know, trying to, trying to make a, 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 Jesus Christ. How do you even phrase it? Make a splash. That's the stupidest way to call it. Basically. I think I, I being at the club last night, people were talking about how like, oh, well, you know, women comics and stuff. So, you know, what? I'm just, I'm sick of it. Women are strong too. So I picked an article called fighting women. All right. Uh, and not how to fight them. All right. That's easy. Just one quick one to the chin. Usually you'll put them out, but not these ladies, all right. So fighting women, this is from the edition of Uncle John's bathroom reader. Wise up amazing facts and incredible information. This is the first time I've made myself laugh the entire way. Um So it's called fighting women. The first women's boxing match in the United States in 1876 in New York city. The prize was a silver butter dish, which was quite the thing for ladies to have back then. Right. You want to, you don't want to be the one in the house that the silver butter dish, right? By the way, it's from uh, Uncle John's bathroom reader, Wise Up. Amazing facts and incredible information, I will say. So, just random facts on this one. Uh, first female boxing star was Barbara Butrick uh, from England. She was five feet tall and weighed 100 pounds. In 1954, in a match in Canada, she fought in the first female boxing bout broadcast on the radio. It does not say whether or not she won, which for me, I was like, well, fuck, did she win or did the Canadian win? I got fucking skin in the game for this one, right? I got a, a fellow countrywoman was fighting. Uh, In 1987, former world women's lightweight champion, Marion Lady Tiger Tremere staged a hunger strike outside promoter Don King's New York office. She wanted more money and better promotion for female boxers and it worked. Uh, three female boxers have famous prize fighters for dads: Layla Ali, daughter of Muhammad Ali; Jackie frazier Lyde, daughter of Joe Fraser; and Frida Foreman, daughter of George Foreman. In fact, there was an episode of the King. Now, uh, uh, this is a little added side fact for me. There's an episode of King of the Hill where Luann became uh, a boxer. It was all fake, actually. Uh, Buck Strickland was was paying bigger women to like take a dive, so everyone thought Luann was doing great. And the guys just liked watching her jumping around the ring and her boobies bouncing. Um, and then at one point, she thought she was hot shit uh, Luann, so she picked a fight with Frida Foreman uh, and had the shit kicked out of her. But she stayed on her feet and she took a beating, and it made people respect her for it. The moral of the story, Luann saves the day. Um, next fact during her boxing training for million dollar baby actress, Hillary Swank gained about 20 pounds. Most of it, pure muscle, uh, three rules in the last one, sorry, three rules that make women's boxing different from men's one women have to wear breast protectors because some of the ladies in boxing have fake boobies. This is not why I'm just adding this. This is what I assume. They obviously don't get punched in the tit, but some of the women, because they're so, uh, strong and in shape, Right, uh, the breasts are a lot of fat, so sometimes when you work yourself out, you know you don't have no boobies no more. You worked all them shits off, so there are a reasonable amount of women boxers with fake breasts, and I would imagine you can't get punched in the titty because you don't want to pop a fucking uh, pop a fun bag, you know. <laughs> two, they must prove they aren't pregnant. I don't know how you prove that besides the test. Uh, I don't know why it said two. They must not be pregnant. It says they must prove they aren't pregnant. You know, because you can't take a woman at her word, right? They fucking lie. They love, um, three rounds last two minutes instead of three. So there's one that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, well, physical attributes. They might attribute it to physical attributes, but it's not based on that. I don't think anyway. So yeah, there you go. Women have to wear breast protectors. They have to prove they aren't pregnant. And the rounds last two minutes instead of three. And that my friends is my article this week from uncle John's uncle John's bathroom reader there, right? Rise up. Amazing facts, incredible information. Check out what they have at portablepress.com. And who else do I have, guys? Oh, my usual partners at Absolute Comedy and Summersby, of course. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America.
0: The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersbee is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter and so are you if you drink Summersbee. (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb and a taste as regal as this fake accent there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste bud's deserted. Please drink resplendently.
1: And who have I forgotten? I never forget them. My partners at DK, guys, Dorling Kindersley. Uh, this week I read a book called Practical Ayurveda. Find out who you are and what you need to bring balance to your life. Uh, it's interesting. I, uh, I I don't know how I could have summarized this because there's a lot of different things in here. It's almost like a, a book on a lifestyle, everything from eating to practice and meditation. Um, so what I've decided to do is I'm gonna read you a couple little portions of the foreword and then just basically what the four goals of Ayurveda are. So basically the first two pages, because I think that really, uh, I'm, that's the best way I can summarize what this book is about. And then I'll give you a couple of my little thoughts on certain, uh, certain parts of it, but it's, it's really a really cool book that, uh, again, like a lot of their stuff, you know, you can read through it, but you definitely, these, these books tend to be like really good references. Um, anyways, yoga and Ayurveda are sister sciences together. They show a way to live naturally and achieve radiant physical, mental, and spiritual health. The daily Ayurvedic routine allows you to gradually develop a healthier lifestyle. The food choices presented in this book work for both the individual person's constitution and the practice of yoga and meditation. While Ayurveda increases your prana life energy through diet, herbs, oils, and minerals, the practice of yoga and meditation teaches you to stabilize your prana in a more direct way. Uh, through postures, breathing exercises, deep relaxation and meditation. We hope that practical Ayurveda will help you to heal yourself and to help you to manifest your full potential in body, mind, and spirit. So just a, just a small, that was part of the forward, um, then of course, uh, like I said, I'll read you the four sections of the four goals of life. So Ayurveda and the life and the four goals of life. According to the classical Indian philosophy from which both Ayurveda and yoga originate, there are four goals of life. This book aims to help you focus on the general, sorry, on the goals of dharma and moksha. Uh, what is Ayurveda? Ayurveda means science of life and comprises a vast body of information about healthy living and treating disease. It covers areas of medicine that range from psychology to surgery and pediatrics to geriatrics. The fucking young and the old. Uh, originally passed on through word of mouth, Ayurvedic knowledge was eventually written down in the ancient Indian language, Sanskrit. Uh, Charaka, Sush, so fuck's sake. <laughs> Charaka, Shush, Shushruta, and Vagbada are the authors of the three main classical Ayurvedic scriptures. Uh, I, this is a religion, by the way. No, I'm uh, Ayurvedic and Yoga. In recent times, Ayurveda has expanded beyond India into the modern Western world, where its focus on health and overall well being has been widely appreciated, and this has contributed to its growing popularity. Uh, Ayurveda and Yoga are two sister sciences that both come from the same philosophy. However, Ayurveda focuses primarily on the goal of Dharma, living the right way, while Yoga focuses primarily on the goal of Moksha, enlightenment. Both are practical systems with a holistic perspective. Uh, So red's going to fucking hate it. (laughs) Uh, People are seen as beings with a unified body, mind, and consciousness. Those who visit the Siva for fuck's sakes. Those who visit the Sivananda uh, Vedanta centers across the world will find both yoga and Ayurveda taught and practiced there side by side. So here's the four different ones. There's Dharma, the right way of living. Dharma is the principle of living one's life in a way that promotes inner and outer health and harmony. And in accordance with the uh, universal principles of peace, following Dharma means to be, sorry, guys. Got the fucking, the mic is between me and the page. So, um, in accordance with the universal principles of peace, following Dharma means to be truthful to one's nature and acts from a sense of duty and respect towards it rather than being driven by compulsive habits. This means living life with a sense of responsibility towards oneself, other people, and the world as a whole and acting for the good of all ways to achieve this goal are covered throughout this book. Of course they are. Uh, we have Artha material wealth. A certain amount of money is needed to comfortably support oneself. Ayurveda and yoga place no judgment on the gaining of wealth, as long as it is done without causing harm to others and that in any abundance is shared. Abundance, of course, uh, Moksha enlightenment is the third Moksha means to overcome our limitations and become truly free within. This is a freedom from identification with the body and mind and the realization that our true nature is is a is sorry is a consciousness beyond those two things this is a very difficult goal and so the practices of hatha and raja yoga are devised to help one achieve it hatha yoga uh pr- that's so funny when i was reading this i could just skim over some of these longer names and just be like i remember that was the one with the p on it this one was the one with the d uh hatha yoga pra pra for fuck's pranayama asanas and relaxation i'm gonna read that sentence again because i had to stop and explain a bunch of shit uh, this is a very difficult goal, and so the practices of Hatha and Raya Yoga are devised to help one achieve it. Hatha Yoga, Pranayama, Asanas, and Relaxation is covered in Chapter 5, while Raja Yoga, perspective, uh, po- sorry, Positive Thinking and Meditation is covered in Chapter 6. And finally, Kama. Sensory pleasure. Oh, that's the one I like. Fuck. I sensory pleasure myself until I comma. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, are you sorry? I I had to put that joke in there. It's it's episode 69 for fuck's sakes. It's the only gross thing I've said. Comma. Ayurveda and yoga recommendation. Sorry, recommend moderation. So when it comes to the pursuit of sensory pleasure, fucking, uh, <laughs> while it is beneficial to experience the positive influences of art and nature, Overindulging the senses can lead to addiction, frustration and disease. Yeah, that's my fucking problem. Um little quote here. Ayurveda is the knowledge of happy and unhappy, a good and bad life and that which contributes to those four aspects. So what are my goals? This is the last section of the first two pages that I read. What are my goals? Sit in a comfortable position, close your eyes, and relax your body and mind. Detach yourself from the concerns of the past and future and focus on the now. Ask yourself the following questions and let answers come from a deeper part of yourself. So there's the five questions. What is my purpose in life? How can I contribute to this world? What are my values and how can I uplift them? What gives me the highest amount of contentment and what is the next step in my development? So, um, just that stuff right there, guys, like I said, is, is, um, I, it's a very broad strokes of what this book is about. If you are into yoga, if you're into better living, if you're into psychology and enlightenment, and a lot of people think enlightenment is like this sitting around and like trying to become one with the universe. No, it's just being present guys, wellness, being present, uh, being healthier, you know, calmer. Um, I, I really need to start trying to put this shit into practice. I just, like I, you know, I like I said before, I again, it's somewhat excuses, but I, I sometimes feel like there isn't enough, you know, hours in the day, but I feel like reading these books is starting to help me. It's definitely calming me and making me less, you know, anxious in some respects. You know, I don't, uh, I don't get as overwhelmed as I once did, You know, being able to sit back and say things, like I said earlier in this episode, like, you know, ah, you know, maybe I should just focus on one thing a week and and take some of the pressure off. If I learn one new thing this week, then I'm I'm doing good as opposed to just making a to-do list that has, oh, learn this, learn this, learn this, because you just get overwhelmed. So again, a lot of these books are helping me, you know, to kind of clear away some of the bullshit, to focus on some of the things that are a little more important, uh, to be a happier, more mentally healthy person. Um, if any of those are words, but, but, uh, I, I do say that if you're into yoga and if you want, maybe I've, I've read a lot of books and reviewed a lot of books that are maybe targeted into certain things. Some of them, you know, I've got a, a, a practical meditate meditation book on its way. Um, but there's books that target specific things. So if you're looking for sort of maybe a broad strokes book about a bunch of different things, like I said, this book, practical, Ayurveda, find out who you are and what you need to bring balance to your life. Uh, goes yoga, meditation, massage, food, home remedies. It's a very cool book. Um, and as always they go into it, there's lots of great imagery with the DK stuff. They, they talk to you about uh, different chakras, different parts of the body, different diets, um, you know, different parts of your, your body and things like that. Um, there's recipes and things like that too, that are just good for you. Um, so yeah, check it out as always. I, I love DK stuff. You guys know it. And, uh. You know, the, everybody who basically who, who's come over and, and seen some of the books that I have and flipped through them have found them fascinating themselves too. So check that out. DK.com slash CA in Canada.com in the States. Or just Google Dorling Kindersley or DK books, uh, wherever you may be, they are international and you will find them there. So thank you to all my sponsors guys this week. What do I have coming up? I have, um, like I said, I'm going to go see the nun on Thursday. Looking forward to that. It's a spooky movie. I haven't seen any good spookers then all that, uh, that shark movie was supposed to be scary. It wasn't, it wasn't thrilling. It wasn't, you know, jump scary. It was pretty tame. Um, but I'm going to go see the nun. Those movies have been particularly good so far. I've got uh, a tasting on Friday. My brother's birthday is also on Friday. So, uh, you know, happy birthday to you, Aaron. Um, I'd say it the next week and be like, ah, happy belated. No, I'm going to say uh, happy upcoming birthday to you. You know, and if anybody has a birthday that they want to <laughs> no, I'm kidding like a radio show, just ah, send in your birthdays. I'll plug everybody's birthdays. You know what? Fuck it. Maybe I'll do that. If you guys send me in uh, someone's birthday, I probably won't say their first and last name just because, uh, you know, I don't want to put people's private information out there, but you know, if your friend Steve's having a birthday on uh, Friday, be like, Hey, you know, Chris wants Steve to know happy birthday, uh, out and whatever. I'll, 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 throw you a little happy birthday and where you're from. So happy birthday to my brother, Aaron, uh, here in Ottawa. <laughs> And, uh, I hope you have a great birthday, dude. I got him a, a, a gift that he'll receive, you know, the the following week, but, uh, I'll ask him to, to send in an email, please, Aaron, send me an email contact at one man podcast.com and let me know what you think of that when you get it, uh, how you and your wife, something that uh, him and his wife can enjoy. So, um, yeah, doesn't that, doesn't that leave room for the imagination? Now you guys will find out what it is. Um, yeah, there's really, I can't, can't really say I got a lot going on this week guys. Um, uh, which I'm kind of excited about. I don't have anything booked for my Saturday as always, the week will fill up as it goes on the following week. I actually have some cool things coming up that I, I will tell you guys about as I get closer. I still need more details on them, but, uh, as it stands, I had a very full and entertaining week last week. Um, movies times with friends, played some games, you know, got to go see my first red blacks game. Um, I had a great time. Thank you to everybody who, who made that evening so much fun. Um, and I, I really look forward to another great week of, uh, of, you know, fun stuff to talk to you guys about. I'm sorry. Uh, I really hope that this antihistamines are over soon too. And I will promise you guys that I'm going to be trying to do this podcast earlier in the day on Tuesday so that my energy is up. I can be more fun because I got to tell you at the end of a long day at the end of the day is harder to be pepped up and excited and funny and all that stuff. So, um, I got more energy and I can do more with energy than I can, uh, you know, drugged up and, and, and fatigued. So, um, thanks for listening. Really do appreciate it. As always, uh, guys, you want to send anything in at all? I'll say it one more time. contact one man Haven't had any emails in a while. There's no emails this week, but, uh, love to hear from you guys, guys. How's your summer going? You know, uh, parents with your kiddos, you know, kids are back to school. As of today, how did that work out for you? How was first day back? You know, are you excited that they're not going to be in the house during the day anymore? You don't have to be paying for summer camp while you're out. You're out working to pay for camp so that they can be gone so you can go to work. Isn't that a weird fucking thing? Ah, just drinking water. No booze today, though. I have been drinking this week. (laughs) I think I'm trying to, to ease it off. Whatever. I'll tell you guys all sorts of fun stuff. If I want to know what's going on with you. Send me the emails. You know that. Thank you to my sponsors, portablepress.com, absolute comedy, and dk.com slash CA. Um, guys, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, one man podcast. Throw us some likes and stuff like that. Um, would love to have you following us. I'm trying to get a little bit more content. And, and as I said, like as, as the trip to LA gets closer, I'll have more and more fun stuff to, sh- to share with you guys. Um, really looking forward to it. Looking forward to sharing some more, you know, health and, and, and whatnot news with you guys. Progress news. Um, want to know how you guys are doing. I I've had a, a you know, someone, uh, reached out. Uh, via social media, we just said that they were being inspired. I love to hear that stuff guys. So, um, thank you to all of you guys, um, who listen. Thanks for, for tuning in. If you're listening to this, if somehow you've managed to listen to an hour and a half of this podcast on Facebook or Twitter without navigating away from the page or whatever, um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, like, or the podcast app on your Apple device, or, you know, we're on uh, Google play music. I'm on Stitcher. I'm on a lot of, but a lot of different ones. There's lots of different ways. So if you're listening to this on social media, there is a way to receive this podcast for free onto your mobile device so that you don't have to be stuck to your laptop or, or, you know, accidentally navigate away from the page and then the podcast starts over all over again. Um, or if, or you just never had a chance to finish it because you know, it wasn't there. You can download it on the devices. Um, so if you have any questions about how to do that, you're listening on Facebook, well message me and I will tell you how to do that. It is absolutely free and a way easier way to get the podcast. You won't miss it or anything like that. And finally, uh, write a review guys. If you're there, give me five stars, write a little review. It helps the podcast out. I mean, I, it's ballsy of me to ask for that this week when the episode has been so kind of low energy, but, uh, you know. I, I will uh, I will keep doing this podcast, goddammit. damn it, I w- even if there's no listeners. I will be doing my little journal to the universe every week, but uh, I appreciate the fact that you guys are listening, and we passed 10,000 downloads uh, this week, so the One Man Podcast has had over 10,000 downloads now. Um, we're past 130,000 uh, streams and feed hits and things like that, so lots of people listening. I've been in over 30 countries with downloads, so... Um, very, very cool. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you guys listening, tell your friends about it too. Um, even if it's just some interview episodes or anything like that, just, uh, just grab the device and, uh, and punch in subscribe (laughs) and just tell them they are now subscribed to the podcast. However you got to do it. I I appreciate you guys spreading the word. So thank you so much as always for listening. I will have another week, hopefully some better results. If the week stays as empty as it is, I will go out there and I will work out. I will learn those fucking postures and, and positions, forms, you know, and I'll eat like a good bitch. All right. Thanks guys for listening. I appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week.